Hello and welcome to this week's Ruby Shoes podcast, bringing you the very best of local entertainment across East Anglia each and every week. I'm pleased to say I'm feeling so much better than I was this time last week. And I'm actually looking out of the studio windows. You've got big, bright blue skies and crisp white frosty rooftops I'm looking over. Yes, it's one of those cold mornings, but it's absolutely beautiful outside. Now, this week, I've got a chat with Peter Duncan, who has a brilliant initiative which the whole family can get involved with. Plus, I've been chatting to the director of a local pantomime, which is about to open. And I've been to see the Common Ground Theatre Company in fine form. So I've got a review of their current show, which is on tour until the 21st of this month. First, though, actor, writer, director and former Blue Peter presenter, Peter Duncan. Young people are so into making uh, stuff on Instagram, TikTok, uh, uh, sharing with their mates. And, and a lot of those skills of sort of filmmaking are, are the same as those, really. You, you're, you're getting material together and you're, you're putting it uh, you know, you're either sharing it or it's it's a quite a creative thing and, and often very funny and 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 then that's the world that we live in that that's going on. But what as I, I'm as I'm an actor and I come from drama background, what, what always disappoints me that it's such it's always so short and actually there's never perhaps any good writing in it. It's not it, it, so the idea of Treasure Island, which is you know a fantastic book and a great. A story full of philosophy and an adventure that was to try and facilitate a, a system whereby kids could make their own film of Treasure Island. It's, it's as simple as that. So as well as um, getting the, a kind of adapted script and, and some songs and tracks and music, they also get what we're calling sort of tutorials of showing them how to do different things. And the main thing is really is lots of stuff now is done with green screen. So they can get these elaborate backgrounds for being on islands and and uh, being on ships at sea, as well as actually filming it, you know, on a location that they can find. So it was to encourage their creativity, really. Which is a brilliant thing, isn't it? And you're right. You, you've, you can't stop children kind of going down the digital age. But if you can actually... Um achieve something whereby they are using their kind of old school skills, but in a very modern way. That's such a clever thing to do, I think, and a really fun thing for them as well. Is there an age limit, do you think, for, for children to get involved in this? No, I probably, um, uh, I probably say pitched it. I probably, um, I keep getting told, oh, young people won't do that because they're too young and they don't understand. Of course, everyone knows that young people are far more clued up so uh, you know, but I'm 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 gone for sort of late primary or and and also it's not just about schools; it's about families. So it's very much a, a thing that a family could do. So and so, so when you sign up, you get a green screen and you 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 have to set it up and getting the backgrounds is fairly easy. And you know, even if it's a short version, um, you, you've got something that you've made. You could have a competition in your own family who can make the best film, and and because they've got all the materials to do it with, it's um. It's a way of, I mean, you know, it's a new idea. Who knows how it will develop? But I certainly, I agree with you. I think, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I, I definitely do. And I mean, you're basically, um, yes, people can have a lot of fun with it, but actually you're sowing the seed there for the next generation of Spielbergs, hopefully, as well. There's, there's going to be one or two, at least, who are going to come out of this, and that's going to be their first taste of filmmaking. They're going to think, yeah, I want to make a career out of this, don't, don't you think? Well, sort of. It has become a bit more democratic. I mean, 
you know, the fortunes that are spent by the streamers and by big film companies now. I mean, a lot of people spend a lot of their life watching films or, or TV dramas, high-end TV dramas. So, yes, and it's, um, you know, the industry has, I suppose, in some ways suffered a bit with, uh, you know, so many people want to be part of it in different ways and, and, um, and you know, it's supposedly poorly paid. But I'm not really thinking it as a, a career thing. I mean, while we sort of still live in a, a reasonably democratic uh, society uh, <laughs> where we are we um it, it's nice for people to be express themselves without without limits and and people can do what they want and and i suppose it's um it's the in, the intent of it if i can use that word is that tre- treasure island to me and i've done it twice in my life when i was a young actor of 15 and um 20 years late 25 years later at the uh, the edinburgh uh, festival um, so it's a it's a piece of writing and and theatre that I know really well, and I think it's the it's the it's the confusion of the morality of the stories that you have these uh, nasty you know pirates, particularly Long John Silver and an innocent lad or lass, because it can be a it can be a, it can be there's no role gender there's fluid gender in this production or their productions or I've suggested it should be. Um, and and it's the relationship between this old and one-legged man and this young lad, which shows extraordinary understanding. But I mean, I'm getting a bit complicated about it now. But that's the heart of the story. That they 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 be, there's a bond between them. So though you're in this, you know, I, I'm not likening it to all the conflicts that we see. But in the midst of this conflict that they have, trying to find treasure, and the, and the, and the, the rich people who hide the ship are as bad as the pirates in some ways. You know, they're all, all seeking wealth that they've not, in a sense, earned. So the mora- it is a morality tale and, and exciting at the same time. So I thought it was great material to use. Now, not only have you got that that people can get involved in, but people can also watch pantomimes online. Am I right in thinking there's three of them as well? Well, Tell that's the name of the company, that. yes. Pant- pantomimeonline.co.uk, yes. So first one was Jack and the Beanstalk, which we shot during... Uh, the first lockdown or just before. And then we did a bigger version of Cinderella, a more expensive film the following year. And then we did a third one called Pantoland, which is a mixture of lots of panto stories. So there's three films out there and they all went into um, you know, cinemas and, and um, you know, obviously they're streamed online as well. So it's very much um, a, well, you know, a way of me expressing myself in times of difficulty, really, and, and getting lots of friends and mates and creatives together to do something that other people saw. That's what, uh, I suppose that's what actors, directors, producers do, isn't it? They they make stuff. I mean, you and I are chatting over Zoom now. And I mean, thank goodness for things like Zoom and, and Teams and all these things that came out of pandemic, because otherwise none of us would have been able to see each other. None of us have been able to use our creativity at all. But it's fantastic that you in particular have been able to use that technology and, and carry it forward um, to, to this day now. Those pantomimes that you shot then, are they still available? Can people still sort of go back and see? Oh, oh yes, they're all available, um, but, but particularly to schools because you get all the education facilities with it. So it's been very popular with schools over the years. But we've, we we now, if you buy Treasure Island and go for that, you'll get all three films. So you can see three finished films as well. So in other words, you know, you get all the all the materials. We'll send you out a green screen and the script and the music and and the and the, and the sheet music and 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 we'll also send you the three films as well. So you you you, you know for um, fifty five quid, you're getting a lot of stuff. <laughs> you certainly are, and that I just think it's such an original gift as well. I think it's, it's yeah, really it is. It? I mean, it does require a bit of effort. You know, you've got to put 
you've got to get together and do it. Um, it's not it's not a passive kind of thing, but that's you know that endeavour is part of the fun of it. Yeah, and it's quite nice actually for families to to get together or siblings to get together and work on a project rather than all work individually in their own rooms and you know not really sort of come together. So I think I just I love it. I love the idea. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Peter, I couldn't let you go, and I'm sure everybody does this to you, without asking you about your days um, in Blue Peter. Uh, I'm sure. don't, don't... I never know when people start that sentence what they're going to refer to. There's loads of things, but yes. <laughs> you're an actor, you're scouting Blue Peter, yes. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, there, there's so much we could ask about, but I have to ask about Blue Peter because people will be listening to this and saying, is that Peter Duncan from Blue Peter? Of course it is. Uh, just, just remind us how how many um, how many episodes did you do of Blue Peter in the end? Oh, blimey, episodes! Well, I did I did sort of three years, three and a bit years initially, and then mm. I left for a couple of years to go back to uh, theatre essentially, and then I went back again and did Duncan there. So it's the eighties really, eighties early um, early to mid eighties. I did it for, and, yeah. and and I'm right. But, 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 that then led on to Duncan Dares. Am I right in thinking? Have I got yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did them. At, I did them at the same time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was. I, I remember them, but it, I was a child at the time. So. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why you. You. you yes. That's why I'm your era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I'm. I've always been. Been such a lot of fun to do it, though. Well, again, it was. It was kind of hard work. I mean, it's. It, it's fun in the sense of the things you learned and the things that you did oh. and the fact that you were. You know, it's going out live. That was very like akin to theatre stuff, and you go into a big studio in the morning, and and but and, and it wasn't just sitting on a sofa and being passive and no. chatting about the day's events. You you're actually doing stuff. You know, so it was very di- different to a, a lot of stuff in the media. If you're a presenter, which is you know reasonably static. I mean, you might end up in the jungle. Who knows? But you know, again, you're you're. You're somewhat manipulated and made to suffer. Whereas being a Blue Peter presenter is a, is a joy, really. And I, and if you don't do it too long, it, it's you know you look back on it with great affection, really. And and of course it's it's social value, although it's sort of declined somewhat in in its um, I would say its readership. But I suppose that's the same thing. And it doesn't have the social influence it has because of you know the world has expanded into all kinds of other stuff. But it, it it was such a good thing, like scouting. It was, you know, it was older people, in a sense, you know, working for younger people and telling them about things in life that are interesting to do and think about yeah. without prejudice. So just, just one final thing. What would be a, a highlight from those uh, Blue Peter days for you? I mean, I'm sure there was many, but is there one thing that you could pick out that you particularly enjoyed doing or is particularly memorable for you? Well, I was always good at the, the the daring do stuff. So I used to enjoy um, going on ex, so-called expeditions. We couldn't call them holidays, expeditions. And, and I remember my first one was to uh, Japan. Um, and I've been thinking hard, like, to go back. Why? Because I came across something. I, I came across a Japanese print. I thought, why well, is it time to go back and um, or try to go back? And the um, I think fighting a sumo wrestler in a sumo wrestler samurai movie, and then fighting a, a real sumo wrestler, or I should dare say having a lesson. And yeah, it, it, it was the first culture that I'd been to that was uh, was so extreme and different from mine, and and had been part, uh, you know, been there for thousands of years, and kind of I found that deep, deeply as a a slightly uneducated youth. I wasn't uneducated, but I mean, I, I had a poor education, really. So suddenly to go on 
on uh, on Blue Peter and then be travelling the world. It was a great thrill. And if you and your family fancy making your own panto, you can go to pantoonline.co.uk to find out more details. If you click on the link for Treasure Island, you can see that you can make your own movie. You can actually buy the pack, £55, including postage and packing. And as Peter said there, you get everything that you want, basically, to create the screenplay, which has been adapted by Peter. And it's suitable for all ages. So good luck with that you never know you might be just inspiring the next generation of filmmakers clarissa place is directing the springfield follies panto this year and i caught up with her to find out how things are going i'm joined now on the ruby shoes podcast by clarissa place who is the producer and director and probably master of just about everything for the springfield follies pantomime aladdin which comes out this month january the 27th and also february the 3rd and it's going to be a flying into kesgrave community hall clarissa thank you so much for joining us especially when it's a really busy time right now i would imagine you're you're right in the thick of rehearsals and things i'm guessing it is. Uh, Monday is our last rehearsal of 2023. And then we have a couple of weeks off and then, yes, then basically 19 days. And then we're, we're on the stage, which is crazy thinking where, you know, we started auditions back in July and, and now it's edging ever closer. It is. And is this the first pantomime you've ever directed or is this something that's not new to you? So this is my third show, uh, and I'm really fortunate. It's a third of my scripts that I've been very fortunate to to also direct. But this is my first with the Springfield Follies. I joined them as a new member last year after moving back to Suffolk. And, yeah, it's just been fantastic to have their support, to, to have this opportunity and bring you know, bring a lad into life in a hopefully a, a slightly different way, but a familiar way that everyone knows. And what made you want to go down the route of directing? Because lots of people want to go into Amdram and it's a really fun thing to do and especially Panto because there's just something very special about it. But you've put yourself under quite a lot of pressure, haven't you, by being the director and the producer because the buck stops with you, basically. It is. And, you know, there are definitely challenges that you you do wonder at times going, oh, is this is this something I can do? But it all comes down to who your cast is. And I think there's just there is something special in producing something you've written because you can really take it from the page to the stage. And all, all the when you're sitting and writing it and you visualize it and then you talk through with people and, and they help make that idea a reality is it's really fulfilling and you know that that's from every aspect from the actors and how they see the role to you know how people take my terrible drawings and and make the (laughs) sets it's you know and the costumes as well you know you really get to be hands-on in so many different ways um and be part of this massive team now that you've been writing and directing a pantomime is it something that you would relish doing again or do you think do you know what I'm quite happy to put that on the shelf now and move on and and do something else how has it kind of made you feel I like I like the mix you know I think it's really important that if if I have another script idea because there are there's a load of panto scripts I would love the chance to to write and I kind of have 
those written down of going at some point hopefully I can put a script together just to have a catalogue of panto shows um but I love being on stage as, as well it's it's really the whole mix and I think just you just know when it's a time to be like well actually I want to be part of a cast or you know I don't mind taking taking charge and putting on putting on the show it's it's a really nice mix really to be able to to have the opportunity to do both yeah I bet so tell me about this particular show this particular Aladdin what size is the cast and and what elements are we going to recognize as as yours do you think without giving too much away of course I think you know what, what what I've always loved about Panto is how different companies make shows relevant, you know, to the area. Um, so I hope people notice a lot of kind of Ipswich and Suffolkness in our in our magical land, starting with uh, the fact that it's called Ipsabar, um, and you know little nods that way. Um, and you know we've got a, a fairly good size cast of about 20 people uh, our youngest members about eight or nine and you know the fact that we've got children through to members who have been part of the company for over 40 years you know we've got a wide variety of experiences for people doing panto for the very first time some that have been doing it every single year since they've been a member of the company and their love for panto just shines through and even though I've only been a member of Follies for a very, very short time, they have their own distinct style and people know what they're, they're, they're coming to when they come to a Folly show. Um, and, you know, what I've tried to bring is kind of a bit of my kind of energy as well, because I am very much a person who doesn't sit down. I've, you know, I've challenged the cast a little bit with a few extra dance routines more than we usually do. Um and, you know, I think it's very much the story of Aladdin as people know it. Uh, you know, the Cave of Wonders and a magical genie and a, a good old villain. Um, but just hopefully just something that would feel timeless as well. You know, set in 2023, the costumes, that that sort of thing is hopefully the what people will see as my touch. So tickets are available on our phone hotline or by messaging the Springfield Follies Facebook page, which is at Springfield Follies Ipswich. Um, I, hotline number is uh, 07 471 580608. Uh, or if you do happen to know one of our fantastic cast members, just ask them to reserve you a ticket and they'll be there on the door. Brilliant. And are you always looking for new members and volunteers for the Springfield Follies? Oh, absolutely. I think any amateur dramatics group, you know, they they, they relish having new blood come in, new ideas. You know, I, my myself, I was a new member just last year and it, it just it keeps the group going. Follies have been, this is their 76th year and they have members who've been there 50, 60, sometimes, you know, not quite the full 75, but they've they've come and they've stayed and they love it. But, you know, we want to keep going for as many, many years as, as possible. So, yes, absolutely. And particularly if you, you're maybe worried about being on stage for the first time, you know, there's plenty of 
uh, behind the scenes roles. Um, I also help with publicity and, you know, getting the message out about the shows are so important and people who love to paint. We've had new people this year who are, you know, they're helping me make, you know, helping with the flying carpet and the sets and stuff. And it's so important to just have, you know, and these people give their time up for free, which is incredible. Yeah. And it's all just a lovely community and a lovely big family to be part of, isn't it, when you do Amdram? Lovely to talk to you as well, Clarissa, and good luck with it. And please keep in touch and let me know about the next shows you've got coming up, especially, you know, when you've got the summer show coming up. We would love to hear about it. That would be fantastic. Thank you ever so much. Miss Mimble Meets the Ice Wolf is the fabulously titled, hilarious spoof horror written and directed by Pat Wymark from the Common Ground Theatre Company. Last week, you might remember I interviewed Julian Harries, who's one of the actors who plays Coco, Lars von Tuzel, and Bubbles in the play. He kindly invited Ruby Shoes along to see the play and to review it. Have a listen to this. There's chaos on the mountainside. Can anyone hear me? This Reuben Pass is blocked, and the cable car between Coco's Ridge and Louder Brunen Village has been vandalized at the Tesco's roundabouts. <laughs> I repeat, send help! Mayday! Mayday! Oh. oh! Oh god, I might be too late. I don't have much time, so I'm recording this while I'm still able to speak. It's December 24th, 1957, midnight. Despite the snow clouds, the moon is full, and I have a good view of the surrounding terrain. The power is out, so the perimeter fence is useless. I'm alone. There's no food. I'm down to my last two sherbet lemons. <laughs> They've all gone except me. The team at the Pandora Research Facility. An abandoned schloss 15,000 feet above sea level. At the pit where Switzerland meets Italy. I like to call it Switterly. <laughs> I don't know where my colleagues are, but I can guess what's going to happen to them. Perhaps a big beyond human experience, a big worse than death. We were a mixed bag of boppers. Myself, Commander Todd Queasy of the U.S. military. Professor Lars von Tuzel, our chief scientist and project leader. Now, the premise of this really funny play is amateur sleuth and part-time dog trainer Miss Jean Mimple is on a hiking tour of the Italian Alps. She meets Dr Bridges and they try to uncover the mysterious ice wolf or bestia gelato, which has been terrorising the region. There's four actors, Marcus Churchill from Essex. He's also the chair of trustees for local youth drama charity KYDS. He plays Todd Queasy and Mick. Emily Bennett's in it too. Now you may know her as she coaches the Felixstowe Community Choir. She takes on the roles of Jane Mimple herself and Rima. And finally, actor Bewley Dean Stanton, described as a Swiss army knife of an actor who plays Carmian, Bob, Vogel and Harry. Now, this play, it's both funny, it's fast moving. There's plenty of one line gags, which if you blink, you will miss. Uh, there's music, too, from the 50s with the actors, as well as acting out their roles brilliantly with perfect comic timing, also accompanying themselves on accordion, guitar and violin.
Now, the tour of Miss Jean Mimple Meets the Ice Wolf is on currently at the gallery studio in Ipswich, and that's until Thursday the 18th, so that's Thursday of this week. Then it moves for one final performance on Sunday the 21st of January at the Zinc Arts Theatre at Chipping Onga. Uh, that's the earliest start time of 5pm, that performance. And this final special performance is in aid of the Essex and Hearts Air Ambulance. Tickets are available on their website, commongroundtc.co.uk. Get yours. You won't be disappointed, I promise you. Now, how do you fancy reviewing a forthcoming theatre show near where you live? Well, if you do, get in touch with us via our socials at Ruby Shoes Podcast. Let me know what the show is about and what you fancy reviewing and tell us when it's on and also a little bit about you as well. And you could be a feature reviewer on a future episode. You can also listen back to any of our Ruby Shoes podcasts via Apple or Spotify or your smart speaker or just simply click on the weekly podcast links which we post on our Facebook page, Ruby Shoes Podcast, and you can give us a follow as well. I'm Steph McIntyre. Thanks for listening. And we'll chat more about live theatre and entertainment in next week's episode. In the meantime, do check out our socials at Ruby Shoes Podcast. Wrap up warm and have a great week, won't you? <laughs>